Author's comment for a bombshell discovery. The idea for this article came from one of my lectures at university about stem cells. The lecturer mentioned that stem cells were discovered after the Second World War by studying how the radiation from the atomic bomb had affected people who were outside the immediate blast zone. The idea that such a horrifying act of war had prompted the discovery of this fundamental aspect of biology has stuck with me ever since. I loved writing this article because it was fascinating to be able to go back through the research and show how each piece of work had led to the next, how scientists had collaborated to bounce off each other's ideas, and the progression of the science from work in mice to finally therapies in humans. There was an additional aspect of this research that I wasn't able to include in the final print article, and I'd like to tell you about it now. Atomic bombs are truly pernicious weapons. The ionising radiation from an atomic bomb carries enough energy to break molecular bonds within a cell. And when an organism is exposed to radiation, this energy damages molecules in the cells randomly, and in particular, it damages DNA. If the damage is major, then the cells die, causing acute radiation poisoning symptoms. But if the radiation is just low enough that the damage isn't lethal, then the cells survive but their DNA can be permanently damaged. If the radiation has affected genes that control cell division, then the cell could start to divide uncontrollably into a tumour. Now this might sound like a lot of ifs, but you only need a single cell's machinery to be damaged in this way for cancer to develop. In the article, I talk about how Georges Maté, the French physician, shook the scientific world when he announced that he had cured a patient of leukaemia by replacing their bone marrow stem cells with those of a donor. But the revelations didn't stop there. Maté also demonstrated that, as well as treating radiation damage, donated cells also fought the radiation-induced cancer. The way this works is that replacing a patient's bone marrow with that of a donor means that the patient will start to make immune cells from the donated stem cells. Those new immune cells have a different DNA to that of the patient, so they don't recognise the patient's cells and, on the contrary, start attacking them as foreign invaders, in the same way that they would attack a bacterial infection, for example. This can be beneficial, for example, when they destroy cancer cells. It can also be deadly when they start destroying healthy cells. This is the reason that transplant patients have to take treatments to suppress their immune system. However, Maté's idea of using a patient's own immune system to treat cancer was revolutionary. His research was described as a leap of scientific genius by his peers, which laid the foundation for several cancer therapies which exist today. Many lines of research developed from his idea, such as antibody therapy, or trying to amplify the patient's own immune response against the cancer. One active area of research involves collecting immune cells from a donor or a patient, modifying or growing them in a lab, and then putting them back into the patient. This procedure is known as CAR T-cell therapy. In 2013, when the results of the first clinical trial using CAR T-cells was published, the journal Science declared cancer immunotherapy as the breakthrough of the year. And in 2017, 54 years after Maté had first used stem cell transplants to treat leukaemia, CAR T-cell therapy was successfully used to treat children whose leukaemia had relapsed and resisted every other form of treatment.